Hello there, I'm Minister Paula Cornett. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast, Revelations from the Heart. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. Also, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, and my YouTube channel. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Hello to everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here for Revelations from the Heart podcast. This is episode number 23 on Last Day's Territory. I've been doing a series of teaching um, the last few weeks about Last Day's Territory and the people the characteristics of the people that will make up the last day society. And as we are aware and know, it doesn't take too much to figure out that we are in the last of the last days. We are at that those final moments. We're in actually pretty much the last hour. And so um, we are beginning to see even so much more day by day, uh, just <laughs> it being played out more and more and just giving us assurance of knowing that we are definitely, we are definitely there. Um, when I was preparing for this, uh, this particular part of the message, uh, this teaching series, um, I was just prompted by the Holy Spirit and just started to beginning to think and meditate about uh, whenever I get ready to go somewhere, I have an app on my phone that tells the weather, what the weather is going to be. In fact, I can put in any city or country or what have you, and it'll tell me what the weather will be in that city so if i'm traveling to ohio i can put in ohio and see what the weather is going to be in ohio and so i usually make it a regular custom um of mine uh, before i go somewhere i always check that app to see do i need to take an umbrella is it going to be raining you know how do i need to dress can i dress how do i need to dress is it going to be cold cooler is it going to be really really warm and so um i check the forecast of the weather so I know how to prefer to prepare myself and then of course like in the winter time uh, when we see here in Indiana we see more snow and things of that nature I look to see you know do I need to make sure double check and make sure the, sh- to the snow shovel is in the car am I going to have to be shoveling off snow what am I going to so I prepare for the weather conditions all right so in the, the same like if it's cold or if it's hot or if it's raining or if you know wherever you live, you may experience hurricanes. If it's going to be a hurricane or if it's going to be a tornado that's coming, we listen to the weather so that we know the conditions so that we can prepare and so that we make adequate preparations for the impeding storm that's coming or whatever, however the weather is coming. Um, one thing that I also do is if I know beforehand that it's going to rain, um, out on my deck I have cushions on on the furniture and so some of the cushions they 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 can weather the storm pretty well and so they they can stay out but then there's these certain ones that my mom and I we always put them up in the deck box because we want to preserve the life of them and so we'll bring those uh put those up all right but the other ones they can they can stay out there but now there's some people that don't make preparation for any type of weather they just go with the flow and just go and they're not prepared they may jump out there and have not checked 
to see what the weather is going to be and don't take an umbrella and so they'll get rained on or some people don't prepare for a hurricane boarding up the windows evacuating do whatever is necessary to do so that they're not prepared for that and so I began to think about that and I began to think about how in 2 Timothy chapter 3 how the Holy Spirit gave us very clear very upfront very you know just matter of this is what's going to happen this is how it's going to be he gave us the end time forecast and not only that but to know what we need to do when we find ourselves in that moment and so i just thought it was really amazing and awesome that if you begin if you think about it like that you know god is so good because he didn't just leave us and we don't know what's going on he left us his word and it's our responsibility to take that word, to read that word, to digest that word, and to make sure that we understand and know what's happening and what's going on. So I know a lot of times people say, you know, they don't want to touch the book of Revelation because uh, it's, 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 it's scary, it's this. And then, you know, when I read through the book of Revelation, I've read it through several times. The first time when I read through the Bible straight through, I just, you know, I read it. And then um, when I went back to read through again, I went through and, and I didn't just read it, but I studied it. And when I began to study and began to get a clear understanding of what it was that, 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 that God was saying, I mean, what it said to me is that I'm on the winning side, so I don't have nothing to worry about that these things are going to come, but I don't have to fear. And the assurance that I know is that when things get too bad, God's going to come back for us. Jesus is going to return and he's going to come back for us before it gets too too bad but while we're here we got to occupy the time and we have to understand and know that God has chosen us to live in this time and that uh, God's doing some great things even in the midst of all the madness that going is going on God is still great and we have to be so well Minister Paula you know all these things that you've talked about we see these people uh, we, we see this going on what, what, what do we do you have to be like insulation you have to insulate yourself from what's going on around you. The Bible says that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. And so the things that, that worldly people do don't surprise me, doesn't shock me. Some of the things that shock me are things that people that claim to be saved, that they do sometimes, those kind of things shock me. But the things that ungodly people do, it doesn't shock me because they're just behaving how how they are supposed to behave but we have to be like insulation and if you think about insulation in a house um, it's put in the middle of the outside and the inside but the temperature inside doesn't affect the insulation or the temperature outside doesn't affect the insulation it remains the same and that's how we have to be is that no matter what's going on around us and it's all around us we're encumbered by this madness but we can't allow that to affect us and so these characteristics that I'm talking about, while they will be um, descriptions of those that are in the last days, as the children of God, this is not supposed to be how we are. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be set apart. We're not supposed to be like the world. So let us look. We're going to review and we're going to look at our focus scripture, which has been 2 Timothy chapter 3. I encourage you to read the whole book. The whole book of 2 Timothy, it's a very about four, um, 
four chapters long and read it with the mindset of it's a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. So if you read it just straight through as opposed to breaking it up, breaking it up but read it as a letter. I mean, it's really, really powerful. Like I've read it through several times. I've lost count, y'all, but I've read it through several times and I am going to read it through several more times again because each time I read it, I find something different that I didn't see before. And so I've been enjoying this book, been enjoying reading it. So we got 2 Timothy chapter 3. Why don't you go ahead and and get your Bible out and go there. And we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. And it's talking about perilous times. It says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come or shall come. Um, Actually, in the original Greek, I found this out uh, through my uh, study under Pastor Rick Renner, that in the original Greek, that is actually flipped the other way. But it actually says, know this also, instead of but know this. So the first word, this, this this also knows how it how it reads in the original Greek. So the, the word this is the word, the Greek word tauto, which is just a very specific, um, very, like this is very specific. And the word also is the Greek word day. And it just means indeed or emphatically by putting that word in there, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is saying with absolute certainty, okay, that this you need to know. Like it could have just said this no, but it said this also no, all right? And the word no is the Greek word gnosko, which means to know something definitely, emphatically, or with absolute certainty. certainty. So what the Holy Spirit in essence is saying is that this is definitely going to happen. You ever heard a person say, mark my word? It's almost as if like the Holy Spirit say, mark my word, this is going to happen. This is going to take place. And it says, if he's grabbing our attention to make sure that we understand that this is, this is very, very important to understand and know that this is what's going to happen. This is what is going to take place. The word that is the word hodi, which it points to a specific and important point. Okay. This also know that in the last days, last, the word last is the Greek word eschatos, eschatos, and it means the ultimate end of a thing, the extreme end. In fact, it was used in classical Greek literature. It depicted the farthest away, like the ends of the earth or the final port. Think about in, when a ship has sailed to its last port, the final port, the last stopping off of, the, of a journey, something that's final, the very end Think about it like this. When you read a book and you know you get to that last chapter. I know I was thinking about when I was a child and my parents would read a story to us. And most of the time when they read a story to us, I'd fall asleep before it was over. So I never heard the words the end that much. But the few times that I did stay awake um, and they would be on that last page. And then when it was over, they'd say the end and close the book up. You know, and, and that's really what's taking place here that in the last it's it's, it's the, the last the last page of the book the final chapter of the book is getting ready to be the end and getting ready to be closed up getting ready to be wrapped up what's going to happen perilous times the word perilous is the greek word kalipos which means dangerous risky hurtful times it's just going to be a difficult time to live in and and this is what's going to happen time is the greek word kairos it's a specific or a definite season so we're definitely in this, it's a specific season like no other, no other. And it's not just happening in 
one state or one city or one country. It's happening globally, all over the world. All over the world. Shall come is the Greek word, is stemi. And it's compounded of two words. And it means to stand in the middle of. Just really to be surrounded or encumbered by whatever's going on. It's all around you. I put it like this. You'll be surrounded by crazies and crazy stuff. We've never seen nothing like this. Nothing like this. In fact, if you talk to uh, people from the, 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 that are a lot older, like in their 80s and their, their 90s, they can't remember anything like this ever happening in their time frame. Nothing like this. Nothing, nothing like this has ever happened. And like I said, it is global. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So regardless of what's going on, we don't have to be afraid. We are full of the power, the kratos, the dunamis of God, which is an explosive, demonstrative, demonstrative, demonstrative power. We're full of that power and a sound or a disciplined mind in the midst of the world where they have no discipline, they have no restraint. They're just doing whatever they want to do that our minds are disciplined. Our minds are still sound. We're still together. We're not overcome with anxiety. We're not overcome with worry, but we're resting in the arms of Jesus. We're at peace. The peace which passes all understanding is guarding and ruling and empiring, umpiring our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. And know that he's chosen us to live in this time. He has cho- God has chosen you to live in this time. If you're still breathing, God has chosen you to live in this time. And it is an awesome time indeed to be living in. It's an awesome time to be living in. So then, in chapter 2, the Holy Spirit begins to give characteristics of people that will make up the end time society. The last, the final port, the last stopping off, the the end chapter. These are the kind of people that you're going to see all around you. The kind of things that you, the kind of society that it will be in the first one that it talks about is lovers of themselves. The word philautos. And it means one that is just so self-absorbed with themselves. So in love with themselves. And everything else stems from this, from this, from this characteristic. Everything points back to this characteristic. This is the top characteristic. All right. And so everything else goes from here. Our love should be directed toward God. Not towards ourselves. It should be directed towards God, our family, then others. I had a pastor that gave an acronym for the word joy. And he said it was Jesus, others, then yourself. And if you keep it in that perspective, you'll always have joy. And joy is not something that nobody can give you. Joy comes from the Lord. The Bible says that God is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. So then the next one is uh, covetousness and lovers of themselves is actually the first sign of a last day society miss the first sign is misdirected love people's love is misdirected when you get your eyes off jesus get your eyes off christ he's not the sinner then you might just do anything all right and so then the next one is covetous covetous or lovers of money feel agros is compounded of of when it's, it's two words that are compounded together when you put them together it means an inordinate love or an abnormal preoccupation with money and material possessions. And we'll have boasters, Alizon, that means it just to do whatever it takes to push their own agenda. You'll have people that are proud. They see themselves above the rest 
of the crowd. They set plans for everyone else. These are where we find our progressive thinkers. Then number five, we'll have blasphemers. is the Greek word blasphemeo. They put down whoever doesn't agree with their ideology or agenda. And they believe that their way of thinking is the right way. And they try to punish you for not agreeing. So if you don't agree with what they believe or what they or what they're doing, then they will blaspheme you. They will defame you. They will talk about you like a dirty, dirty dog. And although the times are tough and they will get tougher, all right, we got to remember that God has brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And so in the midst of all of this, we'll have number six, which is disobedient to parents. Uh, parents that they will no longer be able to persuade, control, or lead or exercise authority over their children is is a loss of control and that authority or that ability to lead and 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 and, and exercise that authority will be replaced with negotiating people will be negotiating with their kids instead of having authority now that's not to be so for the believers and those in Christ but we're supposed to have still have you know authority over our children and be able to exercise and lead them um, exercise authority and lead them accordingly, according to the word of God. Amen. Um, number seven is unthankful. And it just means ungrateful, unappreciative. Uh, these type of people, they feel like somebody owes them something. And then as a result of being unthankful, they'll be unholy. They'll be unholy. Now, thanksgiving and thankfulness, and I talked about this in previous episodes you've got to go back and listen to this in detail but giving thanks to God is is a good thing it helps us to keep things in perspective in fact in fact the psalmist said give thanks to the Lord for he is good you gotta be appreciative appreciative of people because people don't have to do anything for you be appreciative for what God has done what he has provided for you don't forget to be thankful for even the small things those things that may seem insignificant um you know, air conditioning might not mean too much until it goes out and you have to be hot for a few days until they can fix it. Or, you know, running hot water might seem like it, it doesn't, you know, until you don't have any. But we give thanks in all things. Give thanks because God has been so good to us. So as a result of an unthankful um, attitude, people will be unholy, which they'll be irreverent and disrespectful. We'll be surrounded by rude and crude people. You don't have to go far to see stuff that's rude and crude and just downright just distasteful. Turn on your TV and just within a few moments you'll see vulgar behavior uh, within a matter of minutes. And it's really, 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 really sad. Um, number nine, without natural affection. And this is just the breakdown and the deterioration of the home. That's exactly what that means. Truce breakers. Uh, these people will be covenant breakers. Um, this talks about divorce divorce and it literally this is the literal definition of it is divorce with the reason being irreconcilable differences and we see widespread divorce definitely in our day in our time and that's with truth breakers and we'll have false accusers and this is very interesting because this greek word is the greek word diabolos which is the word for devil and i thought that was just really really something i mean you know he is an accuser of the brethren but in second timothy three and three it depicts a court system that is overrun with lawsuits. It is, it's like as if the devil has infiltrated the court systems. People will be suing for just any old thing. Instead of trying to talk and work things out on their own, they'll be suing for 
any old thing. And then number 12 is incontinent. And it's the Greek word akratos. Now, that word kratos is the word for power. But when you put an A on front of it, it makes it the opposite. So it's a lack of self-restraint. The inability to say no. Can't say no to overeating. Can't say no to over, overspending. People will be addicted to chemicals. They just can't. They can't. They can't control themselves. It's an inability to say no. They will overindulge in, in so many things. The number 13 was the word fierce, a numerous, is people who are violent and savage. And we definitely see this in our day and time. I mean, you some, some of these video games are so violent and savage. Some of the things we see on television are so violent and movies are violent and savage. And some people really like violence and sav being savage. It's, it's just their minds are just messed up like that. So we will have a society of people that are fierce. Number 14, despisers of those that are good. And this just is a society where there are no laws to protect the innocent. Does this sound familiar? Does any of this sound familiar? Um, that, you know, what seems to be right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And so there's really, in this type of society, there will be no laws to protect those that are innocent. And so the law will be more for those that are guilty or those that are doing what's wrong. And we got three new ones to talk about today. And the first one is um, the word traitor. All right. And so this word, this is the, this is the full definition of what uh, the Holy Spirit was saying here. This is what this means. It says, one who is a traitor to an oath, one who betrays or abandons a friend, a lack of commitment to oaths or relationships, one who is treacherous in the context of an oath or a friendship, it's pretty much a fair-weather friend. You know, those that people that stay as long as everything's going good, but then in, the moment anything goes bad, you don't talk, you don't see them no more. Or these are those that, that the people that are like this, they were, not, they were not really committed to the relationship anyway. You know, what's really on the inside of you is proven when the pressure is put on. And when the pressure is put on, you know, those that, that run away are, are fair-weather friends. They were not really committed to the relationship from the beginning. And they, they will abandon relationships because they're lovers of themselves. And so um, you got to stay, you know, in order to stay committed in relationships and not be a fair-weather friend. But just as the Bible says that there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And Jesus is definitely not a fair-weather friend. He is a forever friend. And so um, we thank God for that. And then number 16 is Hedy. And when I first saw that, I, I, I was like, what in the world does that mean? wonder what that means. It's a Greek word, propatis, and it means reckless, impulsive, it can predict people so wholly given to violence that they enjoy violence and become known for their violent, reckless, rash, emotional intemperance. An example of this is road rage. People have road rage. People do things, they're just reckless. They're given to their emotions. They're impulsive in doing things they don't think, you know, and, you know, if this is the, this society, you know, these people have no restraint. Well, of course, you're not going to have no self-control. And self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. It's one of the byproducts of someone that is a Christian. 
that is saved is that they're going to have self-control. These people just, you know, just might go in and just start shooting just because they just are heady. They're reckless. They're impulsive. They, 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 they cannot control their emotions. They have a couple of them, actually. They're heady. And the other one that I said, I can't remember which one it was, where they um, can't control themselves. And so we'll have a society where people will be reckless. And we see this, we see this, we see this, we see this so, so much in this day and time. And then the last one for today is high-minded. Now, this one was very interesting to me. It's the word, um, Greek word, um, typhoon, where we get the word for typhoon, like a storm, a typhoon storm. Okay? And it means to be inflated with pride. This is high-minded. Okay? And it pictures one puffed up and clouded by his own sense of self-importance. So, when you think about in the natural, when you think about a typhoon, all right, you think about, I mean, that when a typhoon is coming, there's some preparation that has to be made um, before this storm comes. And the storm is, is destructive, okay? It has, you know, destructive winds to it. And so it, it's coming. I, I can remember a time when... Um, my nephews were smaller. They're teenagers now, grown to teenagers. Um, but when they were smaller, they 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 stayed with uh, my mom and I. They stayed with us on the weekends a lot, you know, spending the night and just spending time with us. And so uh, this one particular time, we stopped off to get some um, videos. And so we're coming out the video store, and the sky looked horrible. So I looked up at the sky and looked up at my mom and said, it's going to be a storm coming. And we could tell by the way the sky looked that there was a storm was brewing. A storm was coming. And so when we got home, got settled in, uh, later on that evening, sure enough, a storm came. A bad storm came. And so it was bad enough that we had to go to the lower, lower level and kind of take cover because, you know, the winds were strong, lightning, thunder, and all that kind of stuff. And so we... Just for precautionary measures, we went to the lower level. So my nephew, the oldest one, he was probably, I guess, about six, maybe five or six at the time. Uh, you know, as the storm is coming, the winds are blowing. He was like, Auntie Paula, you and Grandma said that it was going to be a bad storm. Y'all was right. And he's like, how did y'all know? I said, well, we could look at the sky and we could tell that, you know, we know what storm clouds look like so we could tell that it was coming so just like that storm we knew was coming we made preparation we got home quick as we could got inside and made preparation well when the typhoon's coming you have to prepare you know there's things that you have to do in order to protect yourself and that's with any other type of storm tornado hurricane any of those it has destructive winds and um but like any storm blizzard whatever it is a storm blows in, and then it blows out. Storms don't last always, do they? And so the encouragement in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all this messed up, godless society, here's the encouragement in the midst of this, and this is what the Holy Spirit is saying, that there'll be moments and times in society when things are changing so vast and so quick, like how when the dark clouds come, the winds come, and it changes quick. And some of those things that take place they can affect you, but the storms don't last always and that you can survive the storm and move on. I have some friends that um, live in the Bahamas and they pastor 
um, a church in the Bahamas. They're, they're, they're the founding pastors of a church. And when there was a, I can't remember which hurricane it was, but um, this last one that was here, that was pretty bad. Um, they were in the midst of that. In fact, I have several friends that, that were on those islands. One, the, the ones in the Bahamas, they, they were in the storm and actually were in the, the water. When the water was, you know, they had to leave their house and swim to the neighbor's house for safety. But that storm came, that storm went, it did its destruction, ruined a lot of things. But they have begun to rebuild and the storm is gone. And I have another friend that's in the British Virgin Islands that um, was actually in the eye of the storm. I think it was Hurricane Irma. So I think that's which, which one it was. But they, the, the eye of the storm hit their small island and, I mean, knocked out everything. They had no electricity for quite a couple, you know, for a while and couldn't reach them for quite a while. We didn't know if they were dead or alive. But just like with that storm, it came and it went. And now they're beginning to rebuild and, you know, building things back up. And the same is true for this. That even in the midst of this, even in the midst of this society with all these people that will be acting like this and behaving like this, that storms don't last always. And we can survive and we can move on. All right. And we can move on. So well, what do we do? Well, you to be prepared for this, just like how in the natural, you prepare for the storm. You go out and get the supplies that you need. If you get an early forecast, you know, you know that there's t- tornado warning, get you behind home, uh, get what you need, hunker down and, and do what you need to do. And then for us, so what, what are we supposed to do? We got to undergird ourselves with the word. If you have that word hid in your heart, you're going to make it through this storm. You're going to make it through this storm. And just like every season there's a storm that comes, and just like with every season, the storm comes, and then the storm goes. And just like with this, the things, they're coming, and they're coming, and it's difficult, difficult times. It's hurtful times. It's risky times. It's perilous times. It's times that when you step outside your door, I'm thanking God for his divine protection and pleading the blood of Jesus over myself, over my family. Protect my family, Lord God, because I can't be everywhere, but God's spirit can be everywhere and he can protect them and he can be with them and I have to trust I have to trust that God is going to take care of us he's going to take care of us he's going to take care of us but you got to make sure that you're on God's side you got to make sure that you're on God's side and so with that in mind as we're coming to a close I just want to stress you if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior Wherever you may be listening to this podcast, you may be in the United States, you may be in Germany, you may be in Africa, because this goes worldwide. Wherever you may be, you may be on a Caribbean island, you may have just stumbled across this by accident. But I want you to know today that you have to give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus before it's too late. You still have time. He loves you. There's nothing that you could have done that God would ever stop loving you. People, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, walk out on you when, you when you don't act right. and when you do, But God never abandoned you. And he's just waiting for you to come to him and to just surrender. To just surrender and give your life to him. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11 that God knows the plans that he has for you. Individually, each and every person. He knows the plans. 
And God's plans are to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope. Now, Satan's plan for you is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But just like the scripture says in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So say yes to Jesus today and give your life to him. So what what do I need to do? Just say this simple prayer, Lord Jesus. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you now just as I am, a sinner in need of a Savior. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, that you wash me and make me new and show me how to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's all you have to do and just receive the gift of salvation. It does not cost you anything, but it costs Jesus everything. And he's bestowed it up on you and he's given it to us. And it's our way of escape in these end times. It's our way of escape in this godless society. It's our way of escape in this perilous, these perilous times that we have found ourselves living in. But that God knew and he knows that this was going to come and that we were going to be the people that were going to be in these times. But I want you to be encouraged to know that even though the storms may come, they're going to blow out as well. And then you will be able to move on. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this teaching today. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Spirit that is with us today. And that's with us even on this podcast. And I thank you, Father God, that you're visiting homes right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you're speaking to hearts and minds, Lord God, of the things that we need to correct and change and get right with you. I thank you for this opportunity and this dispensation of time that you've allowed us, Father God, to see things that are going on that are shaking people up. Father God, I thank you that you are Jehovah God. That you are the Lord strong and mighty, mighty in battle. And I know, Father God, that you have a plan. And we trust your plan. I trust your plan, Father God, for this earth, for this world. And I pray for those, Father God, that may be rattled in their faith, that you strengthen them, Father God, to know, Lord God, to pick up the shield of faith, where which they may quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I thank you that the devil is defeated and he has no power, he has no authority, but God, you have given us the victory. And we know that the outcome of this situation is good because we win and we're winners and we're victorious and we are more than conquerors. So Father God, you be glorified. I thank you for those that will take time to read your word and get astute in your word lord god that you reveal your truths to them help us to undergird ourselves lord god with the word and to hide it in your heart as the scripture says so that we may not sin against you i thank you lord god for the work that you're doing i thank you for blessing the people and i thank you for your peace for your peace flooding every home right now in the name of jesus the peace which passes all understanding, Father God. I pray that where there is fear, that let faith arise. I bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit, and I thank you, Father God, for faith arising in the hearts of your people. 
I thank you, Father God, that you give us boldness, that we have it in us. Help us to use and exercise the authority that you've given us in the name of Jesus. I thank you and I praise you, Father God. You be glorified. You be magnified as always in the mighty, matchless, powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ, the anointed one and his anointing that I pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Be sure to join me next week when we will be talking about we're almost finished. We're almost finished. Got a couple more episodes in this series. And then when we begin another series, I'm excited about the next series that we'll do. Say, well, what is it going to be, Minister Paula? Well, I'm not quite sure. But I just I just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing to me how um, he just leads and guides you. Uh, what to say and what to do and I believe that these messages are very pertinent and vital for this time a lot of people um, got good feedback of people that have listened and so they just didn't know this and you know they they, they just, just really were thankful and grateful for the teaching so I, it's so rich that I don't want to put too much on you at one time but I want to give you just a little bit at a time so you can chew on that and then come back next week and we're going to continue. Remember the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Love you all. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Mm-hmm.